The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is sponsored by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin. Take advantage of the school night special, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza plus a two-liter of soda of your choice for just $18.99. Carry out and delivery only. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Wreckers theme song. Welcome back, everyone, to the Hillbilly Records Podcast. We are on episode number seven, lucky number seven. On in that right there, train record. Sure, right, Nick H. We got the boss man himself in studio four four four, Mister Psychotic Jimmy Blaze. How are you doing, sir? After this long wrestling weekend we just had, I am extremely tired. I'm sure you guys are too, but I, it, it is great to be here. Ever since you guys started this, I've wanted to be on here. And uh, well, you got your chance. Well, I'm very, very glad I thank you guys it. for this day. <laughs> that you did. We actually, uh, you know, we bumped one of uh, a fan favorite. So who's that? Uh, oh, well, Mr. Uh, Meat Hooks O'Bannon. He, was, he can uh, wait. He can wait. Well, no, he, he's actually scheduled for July 10th. So okay, can I get my there. next one on July 10th? No. Okay. <laughs> I love I love Meat Hooks. I mean, I'm sure he's going to come up in this conversation, but oh yeah, I mean no slight to that man. He well, deserves his spotlight. Uh, definitely, uh, and uh, again, recrowned uh, tag champion again. So thanks to Hornswoggle. Yeah, uh, definitely a, his a big cousin. Show. Yeah, yeah, the cousin, big cousin. Yeah. Big cousin. Definitely. Uh, kind of let's rewind a little bit. You know, we've definitely uh, got over this show. Pow Entertainment slash CCW has officially taken the reign of longest running promotion. Absolutely. Um, did you ever think it would last this long? No. <laughs> um, so, Windy City Wrestling. Yeah. I never saw them going away. I never saw Sam DeSera walking away. Uh, life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. We all know that. All of us. Yep. Um, God bless Sam Nacero because he opened many doors for many people, myself being one. And uh, without him and Sonny, I don't think there'd be a pow in a CCW. Yeah. M- mainly with Sam gave me my start at Windy City. I took a break. Sonny had left Windy City and started PWI back up under Terry Scholl. Right, Terry Scholl. And um, without Sonny asking me to come aboard with him and getting me bookings, like I left Twenty City and I went with Sonny. And right. Yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here right now right. because no, I wouldn't have met you back then, and yeah. I wouldn't have broke you in because right. you made yeah. fun of a dysfunction. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I you know such a long history, such a long history. Power Entertainment pre-pandemic things chugging along. At one point in time, we selling out Hattendorf, running the Odium, yep. and so forth. With a roster that you have actually said that you're seeing the roster that we have now is a roster that you've seen, you know, back then, still with Chris Cairo, Scott oh, yeah. Spade. Uh, rough yeah, crossing. honestly, yeah, rough crossing. Yabo, yes, was Thunderfoot back then. Absolutely. And sorry, but you'll probably be mad, but <laughs> don't be mad where you came from. No, absolutely not. And still to this day, played. That Thunderfoot gimmick, the correct way. Yeah, 
I mean, from top to bottom, he played it the correct way. Yeah. And nobody has been able to do it since. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. And I know he will never do it again. So now he's got a good thing going for him. Him, him, and uh, Ruff at the same time. Ruffo. Ruffo. Absolutely. Two different people, from what I understand. Well, I I get that, but you know, still Ruffo. They both have a good thing going for him at this moment. Yeah. So, but back to the roster now. You know, like you seen back then. You know, Chris Cairo, Kanoa, uh, you know, Justin James, you know, all them guys. Uh, still, Ramon Rodriguez, still with us, you know, today. And now the roster today, mm-hmm. uh, Meat Hooks O'Bannon, Kazile, Mason Perks, uh, Tommy McCobb. There's a lot of similarities. We call it the five originals. Mm-hmm. It was the Cairo, the Ruff, Cairo, Ruff, Spade, Justin James, and everybody forgets him, Kanoa. Right. That... That group of people came into CCW and POW, CCW, uh, with the notion, we're going to make it. Right. They did five days a week. We were at that school between Dave and myself. Uh, I did not go on Sundays. I gave up after the first year. Like, I want my Sundays. Dave would make them. We would have a show. The next day, we would get the ring back to the school, unload it. And right after, he'd start a five-hour class. When that class was done, they went to a volleyball court. One, to get tans. Two, to get cardio. Okay. Those guys were thoroughbreds. And then you had Thunderfoot come in because I would not stop bugging him about doing it. Like, they did all right. did backyard. Right. So, the kid was agile to begin with. And he did it. We had her falling out. He went away, but now he's back. Mm-hmm. And... Um, couldn't be more proud of that group of people because they set the pace back then. Yeah. We move forward, got 20 years later, here we are, and you're starting to see it in Kizile, you're starting to see it in Mason. They're becoming leaders yes. above everybody in the school. Mm-hmm. And that is not a knock on people in the school because the school, um, everybody plays their part Mm-hmm. And not, I'm not talking plays their part in the ring. I'm saying behind the scenes. Right. And it is a great group of people that have a common goal. Let's kill it every time we go out there. How can I get better? They want the critique from the vets that are around, yourself included. Yeah. You know, and you had your setbacks, mm-hmm. but what you're doing here and the commentating and the recaps, I, I think that's amazing. You found something you're good at. Pee-wee Perot oh, was part you. of that original. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Pee-wee was part of that original, and we had a falling out. He tried to rib me. <laughs> <clears throat> Punk kid. He was like 15 or 16. Um, and when he ribbed me, I ribbed him right back, and I kept making him do 200 squats at a time. Uh, if you remember Stonewall, Stonewall was yeah. there. They were super tight, and he's like, "Dude, you're gonna you're gonna kill this kid." And I said, "I don't care. I really don't." Well, he quit. Years later, he came to a show at the Hattendorf that you were talking. Hattendorf <laughs> is our home, and I'm just rambling now, and I apologize. No, 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 no. go, uh, go. This but, is all you. Uh, this is all you. Is it? Is this the Hattendorf show? That is the Hattendorf show, and that is not for CCW though. Uh, no, it's, but I will talk about this picture in a second. Um, so Pee Wee, I made it. <laughs> he, he ended up quitting, and right. then RJ left only during that time Pee Wee was gone. 
because I mean, that's his son. So mm-hmm. obviously do the right thing, support your son. And they still come to the shows. They, they loved our product. Mm-hmm. And Bobby came up to me after the show and said, Hey, I want to do this again. And I said, I don't see you as a wrestler. I think you should try refing. Mm-hmm. Who became one of the best refs? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, when you came aboard, you wanted to be a ref. Right. Tall, doesn't fit the part, but you were one of the best damn refs. Uh, and still, I, I've said the reason that I wanted to become, to become a ref is because I myself was afraid of hurting someone because I didn't have the physique. I'm I, At that time, coming in, I was already 33 years old. Okay. Young, young looking back at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so I, I'm already in my 30s. The last thing I wanted to do would was to hurt someone. Sure. So I took the refing very serious. So I why I learned to to communicate to make sure you guys are safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once I learned that, I mean, the other things came in just by natural of just watching wrestling and knowing where to be and yep. stuff like that, you know, but no, it was like, uh, I, I, for that purpose, cause I knew I couldn't be no. a wrestler the way I, I wanted to be. <laughs> you I, I owe you and Yammer a lot because you guys helped groom Bobby. Yeah. Like you were managing, but at the same time you were able to, Hey, be in this spot at this time. Yeah. You and Yammer helped a lot with that. Yeah. And now like, Okay, we jump forward, and then there's Brian Allen, who was thrown into it, and you had him first episode? Yeah, second episode second, yeah. or something? Yeah, first episode. Like, first episode, yeah. This is Trevor's son, mm-hmm. some pudgy little kid. We're going to throw him in the ring. He's going to be the referee. Well, that's how desperate we were. Like, yeah, let's do it. It's Trevor's kid. He's mm-hmm. watched this forever. He didn't do bad. He was able to groom. Man. Again, you play into that. You were around. You helped groom him. You have... Uh, even like Chris when he's- Chris Hedford another one mm-hmm. when we had our falling out and then you guys came back my intention was to get Chris to be a ref mm-hmm. right yeah he uh he had some emotional stuff said I'd appreciate it if you don't but there's other things that I can do please give them to me mm-hmm. so Chris Hedford wants to be part of this company absolutely like we're family right you're part of that too sorry <laughs> um but uh you see where Chris has come one in his refing, how yeah. uncomfortable he was when he became the commissioner, to how comfortable he was before his contract right now. To yeah, and you know, you kind of like really Saturday night. Yeah, you kind of like really pissed him off. I didn't. If <laughs> anyway, contract, I'm just saying. How long is your contract for it, your talk show? It is on a yearly contract. Okay. His contract for commissioner was on a two year basis. Okay. Coming up to that, we never discussed anything, and I told him that day, we're parting ways on that. I still want you in the company. He got upset, left, but still came and supported. I gave him the opportunity to come back. Right now, Powell Entertainment doesn't need a commissioner. I don't wrestle every show. I'm the owner. I can be the authority. True? true. Right? No, that, that's true. So yeah. what he uh, what he did in these months since Rage until this past Saturday, really, uh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, well, I tell you what. Logan Steele, where did he come from? 
I have no clue. I'm going way off your original question. I apologize to both of you. No, no, I mean, no this is the way that Jimmy Blaze works. <laughs> I just ramble and something pops in my That's head. Fine. And I go this That's way. Fine, um, <laughs> but no, he he is definitely. Uh, we'll hit this subject uh, real quick. Uh, Let's he, stay he, on he, it for a second. He, he has gotten, you know, four people. Are you know, and talent wise, I mean, he has surrounded himself. With some very good talent, very good experience. Tyler people. Sullivan. Yes. That was That's another huge, one. That was a huge surprise because when was the last time we saw him? Yes. Coming through the power card. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Russell Rage, because he lost, the loser must leave POW with Joey Chi-Chi. And then uh, Joey Chi-Chi turned around yeah, that's true. and retired. Yeah. Uh, Russell Rage 20. So in November, we haven't seen Tyler Sullivan since November. That's right. That's right. So he's one I'm going to have to talk to. I don't take anything away from the guys he has. But Logan Steele looks really familiar from somebody I know from before. Mm-hmm. Tyler Sullivan looks in shape. Mm-hmm. Acid Jazz has always been one of my favorite entertainers in the Midwest to watch. Right now, I I can't stand it. What they did to Dazzling Donnie, the end of that to make sure that they had the key master and the keys to the kingdom. I know it's your son. But in my opinion, he's a piece of shit right now. Well, right now I'm I'm staying out of it. I have. What can I do? You know, right now he don't buy him a Christmas gift. Don't give, <laughs> give him coal in the stock. Uh, no, uh, actually, you know, fans, if you're listening, yes, you know, Chris is my son. He has not reached out to me whatsoever. He pretty much avoided me. This is Kazile, and you're listening to Hillbilly Records. Justin James was a huge Jimmy Blaze fan. Right. Flame skull cap and, and the t-shirt and the glasses. And then you had <laughs> Pee-wee next to him. Yay, sacrifice. But, I mean, in, in all fairness, sacrifice, you know this because you were around me. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite opponents. Chemistry was yes. amazing. And that kid was gifted. Yes. From what I know, he suffered a concussion. The company that he was with uh, kind of like threw him to the wayside. I don't have his contact number. If any of you people out there know Sacrifice, tell him I'm looking for him. Please. Now, um, actually... You too. I, you too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do your so, homework. I, I will. Uh, <laughs> the, well, he's speaking of Sacrifice. That's one of the scary moments with Sacrifice in Pittsburgh, Michigan, when Wally Wilde hit him with that ladder. Yes. And just... And I've got the picture somewhere. He continued the show. Yep. Won the title. Still was able to take a picture before he got stitched up. I mean, it's just oh, it was bad. all the way, all the way down. Oh. And I mean, yeah, you and you and him had big chemistry, especially where <laughs> Dream Night that that the was bloodshed. The, yeah, <laughs> that exact one. That was the first Dream Night for PCW, yes. and the main event was Sacrifice and I Chicago Street Fight. I've always prided myself in my street fights yes oh boy um, yeah that's for a long time i dubbed myself in ccw pcw as king of the street fight mm-hmm. i will not say that anymore because many people have stepped up i still love street fights but uh that night with that amount of blood my niece was super young my niece ran away and hid underneath the bathroom sink screaming to my mom I'm going to kill Sacrifice. I'm going to kill Sacrifice. Oh, wow. He heard Uncle Jimmy. Uh, that's a scary moment for a kid like that. Uh, no, um, definitely. But uh, it's also scary to the person that's in there bleeding, 
knowing full well something is really off. Yeah. And having uh, Lou Tafano was the referee. Yes. And yeah. Lou is one of my best friends. He is part of my family. And he looked at me and said, Jimmy, I'm going to stop this. I grabbed him by the shirt. My blood came all off my mouth onto his shirt. And I said, you do, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> we kept going. Um, everybody in the locker room, and you were there, I, I mm-hmm. <laughs> thought that the way the card was booked, we should not have been made. There was a lot on that show. You had oh, we had uh, Road Q101, yeah, we had Jim Road Jesus, Turd, Freak, yeah. and, and Al Roker. Oh, yeah, and Roker. that was Burke in there with PL. Start so that, that was a big moment there. You had the Flyboy TK, Danny Childs. First Dream Night? Yeah. We don't have to waste too much time. No. <laughs> Road Warriors. Road Warriors were on okay, it. it was Flyboy fly oh, fly and Scarpone. Uh, Scarpone. Okay. Versus, because that's where Hawk was on my brother's motorcycle yes. and he gassed it. And I thought, there we go. There's, there goes about three fans getting run over, yeah. you know, if not more. <laughs> God, I missed those two. But the, that's the, right. I do have it in the archives. No, yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be in a clip here or something. Yeah. But that whole card if you remember, was a really good card. Yes. And at the time, leading up to that, I was on Creative. Yes. That night, I passed Creative over to Wally Wild and my spot, and I walked away from that. Okay. We delivered, Sacrifice and I. And Yeah, no shit. <laughs> whatever was going on in my personal life at that time, it, it went away when we walked through that curtain. Because it, mm-hmm. it was nonstop violence from beginning to end. It was a red canvas, but it was more red at the end. <laughs> um, I should have got stitches. Kurt Henning was there. Yes, and, and that was a surprise. That was like uh, Hawk was hammered, mm-hmm. and he actually introduced Henning before, I guess, Henning was ready or something oh, yeah. like that. Wasn't and supposed I'd... to get introduced at all. Oh, okay. See? He was just there to hang out. And uh, I know Animal was mm-hmm. pissed because... Yeah. Every time we met each other, seen each other, Animal and I, we've joked about that, joked about, you know, other little things that, you know, we've experienced, you know, experienced. And uh, I actually gave him a picture of him and Hawk on my motorcycle and on my brother's motorcycle at the time. And I gave that to him in Berlin. And -hmm. when he seen that, he was like, oh, my God. You know, that that kind of like, he, he yeah. changed all of a sudden. And all that night, it was at Bruin Championship Wrestling. Uh-huh. And all that night, hey, sit down. You know, hey, how was it? We were like, you know, we talked. Your family. Uh, you know, and I, I appreciate that. And so it was the last time that I had the opportunity to see him before he passed. And luckily, oh. you and I were two people that they liked. <laughs> yeah. Or loved. Um, you know, well, I, I had the opportunity to be in the ring with them yep. thanks to WWZ, mm-hmm. uh, the Turbos, that I was in the ring with them on three or four different occasions. And then you PCW know. as well. You know, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was something else. <laughs> but we went way out here. All right. Yeah, so there, there we what go. What was your original question? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, the roster. You know, yes. I mean, today's roster. So I apologize for that. That's kind of, I just get going. Right. But, so you had that group back then. In CCW. Yes. And then you also had people, like I said, uh, Thunderfoot came aboard, um, Scott Spade. Uh-huh. Like, that was, he was natural. Uh-huh. Instantly, he adapted to it. 
he was one of the first people to ever pay off their tuition like that. Uh, he knew he wanted to be a wrestler. Right. And but it was like when I walked in with you, were, I yeah. paid in full. Yeah. And then he went away on vacation. See, see? Yes. <laughs> I, yes. Said, I, I said that story. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey, Jimmy, I'll see you in two weeks. Uh, yeah. I'm going on vacation. And he probably did. No, I probably did. Um, but <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sonny, great man. Um, but yeah, Scott. To today, like I said, you have Kizile and you have Mason Perks. They didn't become the people they are today right away. It took them time. Yes. But I think they're both in the realm. Uh, they have figured out their niche. Yeah. Now they both have to work on their bodies. You can tell Mason Perks has been hitting that gym. Oh, yes. yeah. You look at a Yavo and a Thunderfoot, that kid could never gain weight. Yeah. I've never seen, you no. know, Yabo heavy. Never. Now he is. Not heavy, but no, he's I've bigger ne- than he was. And not much. <laughs> not, <I was> <laughs> not, say not much. But, like, knowing what Mason goes through to try to put weight on and do it legally mm-hmm. without having to inject himself, right. it, it's hard. I'm sure that wears on him. Like, this is his dream. Granted, like I said, the night he won the strap. Like, mm. he went to college. He did something a lot of us didn't, myself included. Yeah, I did not. Right. No. And it's a regret of mine. He doesn't have to have that regret. He can always fall back on something. Right. So he's chasing his dream. Um, Kazile, I can't say enough about him either. Like, that was Trevor's other son, or yeah. is Trevor's other son. Yeah. The little guy in a white tux walking out with two hot yeah. chicks on his arm and yes. ringing a bell. <laughs> I The same like, thing. I mean, I, I've... Watch, you know, both of them, yep. along with my son, grow up. Yep. I mean, literally grow up, you well, know, so. <laughs> you, you've been around this wrestling world for a long time now, yeah. Nick, and you're going to see it as much as you stick around, mm-hmm. that you still look like the 33-year-old to me, even though I know you're, like, in pain and, and you're older. Um, all these guys, mm-hmm. uh, rough crossing. What's he got? 19 years. And it's like, I still see that 19-year-old kid. Yeah. Pee Wee Perella has never changed. <laughs> I know. Yet I know the man's 36 years you know. old. He still looks like he's 21. Justin James, you look at this picture. This was the nerdy high school kid. And he has become a, a PE teacher. Yeah. And he's he's bigger than I am. Jacked. He's yeah. Jack, yes. So, like, in wrestling... I think it's cool to see these kids grow up, and I know I just bitched about him coming back at Summer Explosion, that being Tyler Sullivan, but that was the ice cream man. The, yeah. kid, the, the kid who had a hard time adapting to taking snap bear to, before his injury and going away, being a phenomenal worker. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that's not gone with him coming back. Right. But it's cool to see these people come in to pro wrestling and... In 32 years of doing this, I've seen so many people come into pro wrestling. And go. And they're gone. Mm-hmm. Flash in the pan, they're gone. Yes, I, um, I said the same exact thing. Flash in the pan and gone. Because you're an old guy. <laughs> you have seen it happen. And I love every one of my students and every person that wants to come aboard and train with me and pay me money. Um, <laughs> in a serious note, yes, it costs to fucking train. But at the same time, I want to see people succeed, and that's why I'm donating my time to train right. along with my assistant trainer. And I won't mention his name at this moment, but he knows who he is. Both of us are there on Friday nights to make sure that these kids get proper training. And I'm an old school trainer. I, I 
I never did flips, this and that. I can help you get there, but do you need that? Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be trained and get signed in WWE. And the first thing I tell them, it's not going to happen. I try to deter people from signing up. You, I did too. Um, <laughs> to a point. But so many people have come through the door yeah. and wasted my time. Right. that I try to waste their time up front by telling them it's not for you. Right. This is what's going to happen. This is not going to happen. It may take you three months to learn what you need mm-hmm. to do before a match, or it might take you three years. One of my students right now is the kindest and gentlest person in this world. They have a hard time retaining the, the information. Mm-hmm. It's going to take that person a little bit longer, but that person also doesn't give up. Right. And I think that speaks volumes. If you're putting somebody through hell and every Friday that person keeps coming back, they want it. Right. That's the same as a, a Kazile and a Mason. They've wanted it. Now they're doing it. Right. And they're killing it. And it was the hottest story in the past six months, I think, in POW mm-hmm. was them. Mm-hmm. Bad Ombre and IPA, same thing. Right. So much hatred in there. Thank you, Sandra D, for turning their back on Revolution. That's why Bad Ombre <laughs> had their one. Uh-huh. That's why they won the titles. You know that. Yeah. Oh, by by ruthless, you're fine. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, some of the uh, newcomers. You've got an, another newcomer that's actually becoming a big fan favorite, uh, and that is Chuck Deluxe. Now his promos are out the box, and I mean, <laughs> I give there the guy is something credit. special about him. I I have uh, said that also. Keep your eye on him. I mean, uh, again. With Chuck I, I'm, I'm not sure how much you guys want exposed on this podcast, but uh, Chuck's is a great person. Yes. Uh, his promos, his first one he ever did blew me away. Like, when he told me the idea of what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Joe Dirk fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that movie. But he told me, it, and I'm like, if you can make it work, make it work. And before any of us got to see him with his full gear on, and his entrance and his music, like the music even fits it. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That promo came up, and within, I want to say, four days, it was like 475 views because it was so, it, it was a mini movie. Yes. To where, hey, Nick, I need a promo for Saturday. And you're like, I'm going to kick your butt and I'll be there and blah, blah, blah. And 30 seconds later, you're like, see you. Chuck's was like a movie. Hey, yeah. Oh, cops coming. I got to go now. <laughs> like, he puts time and effort into he, what he, he does. does. Actually, in a way, that is like a lost art nowadays. 100%. You know, and I'm talking even on the big stage. I mean, unless certain key people get to walk away with doing what they're doing because they can do it. Right. All right. But Everybody else has a script. You, absolutely. Yeah, no. You know, no, not here. See, no. <laughs> no and I, I think that's where, okay, bullet points. Yep. Here's your bullet point. Yep. Put your feeling into it because if it's scripted out, then you can't, how do you make this work to whatever character you're in or whatever? Look I mean, at Roman Reigns. I can be wrong on some of this, but I believe that man was given scripts. Mm. He was flat, he was boring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, here and there. And now he kills it on the mic. Why? Because he made that main event status here. I don't. You don't need a script. This is what we need. The key points. Right. The Rock. 
<laughs> ever watch his documentary? He was flat as could be with yeah. Rocky Maivia. Right. Yeah. Give me one opportunity. Vince Vince gave it to him and he killed it. And ever yeah. since, can you smell it? Yeah. What are we smelling? Well, yeah, one because yeah, Rocky. What are we Mont- smelling? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know. Rocky Maivia. Rock, if you're listening, I want to know what you're cooking. Um, and then he went to the Nation of Domination, and then that's he broke out from there. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's with wrestling. You're given an opportunity and you're given a, a platform and you're given a moment. Kill it. And I hate to keep going back to these two, but Kazile and Mason, mm-hmm. they had three main events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at Summer Explosion, one of the biggest shows, they shouldn't have had main event, right? You had all the titles on the line. You had Hornswoggle in the building. Like somebody, when I put that lineup, looked at me and went, what? Not putting Hornswoggle in the main? No, I'm not. Those two earn their spot. Yeah, well, yeah, when you go out there and you kill it correct. every time, you got that crowd chanting and for more. Yeah. You have to. You have to put it in the main event. But you got to make them wait. You got to make them stay that whole show just to see them. I'm going to expose it. a small part right now. And in the locker room, and you walk past those two, there was no talking to them before that match. Like, they were in a zone. Right. They were not together at all. Mm-mm. Like, I go outside. There's Mason. He's just staring off. Go back, sitting in the corner, his aisle, and it's like, these two want this. No. They delivered. They killed this. They, they did. And, I, I, and I, I've said that they have taken that Midwest title mm-hmm. and really put it on a pedestal. Yep. Yeah. We haven't seen th- that title that Hot, yes, you know, and for a actually, while. I wanted to bring that up to you because you did mention like not hot, and there's value to the title. Mm. Hot, yes, value to that title. Like, so the first ever champion was Acid Jazz, okay, Midwest champion. Pee Wee Perella was the key <laughs> master and cashed in because Jazz was knocked down. Like within seconds of winning the title, Pee Wee laid on him and he became the second. Pee Wee then dropped it right back to Acid Jazz at the next show. So, Jazz had value to that title. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember everybody in this, but I know Max Holiday. Okay. I also know that Rough Crossing had it. Yes. Like, there has been a good group of people with that belt, mm-hmm. but they've never, I don't think they've had the right spot to have that explosive feud. Yeah. You had Mason and Kazile coming up coming up this way, and it's just like, yeah, it's time. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped make each of them a leader in the school, too. Like, right. You're getting better and better and better. And we're going way off topic. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. No, it's not. Because it, I know the producer of the show wants 40 minutes. She told me this the other day. Well, we're going way over <laughs> oh, 40 yeah, we're, minutes. Wait a we're going yeah. way over. We are. I, I told you this the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we were playing like, for like two hours. My so, sleeping like, bag's in the car. <laughs> so... But, like, going um, more on that Midwest title, though, yeah. I feel right now that it's kind of like the Intercontinental Championship, um, like how The Rock and Austin yeah. had their feud with it. That's how Kazile and Mason are. Yeah. They're, it's they're not be, just another title. It's not just another right. title. It means something in yeah. this company. And at this point, I feel like the crowd and myself, that title is more important than the POW Heavyweight Championship title. 
in my eyes, my feeling right now with how hot <laughs> with how hot it is right now, I feel like that's that intercontinental championship of the late nineties and where it was that hot belt. We're, I just feel we, like we all have our own opinions. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I you're, just you're I feel good to have that. your opinion, but I'm sure that you're gonna be hearing from Hunter Payne and no. Scott's <laughs> But uh, good for you. No. <laughs> um, no, I think there was more attention on that. Yeah. But people want to go back to the history of that heavyweight title and this whole thing with Hunter Payne and Scott Spade. I mean, that goes back to the war. Right. Yeah. And, and Scott two, Spade started the war. Two years. Did Scott Spade start the war? Did Hunter Payne start the war? Yeah. You know who I believe right now? The guy that bought me Jack Daniels Saturday night, and that's Hunter Payne. He's become one of my best friends. Yeah. I like Hunter. I like Spades. So. I don't like Spades. I've said it on a previous show. Uh, Scott Spades' uh, attitude changes like the wind. You yeah. know, whichever way the wind blows determines on how he yeah. boos he's pissed off at. Does he at least you know? change his underwear that much? I, I have no clue. I think that's Mr. That's Misery's Mr. job. Misery. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> well, what makes her hair stand up like that? Who cares? I don't know. I saw a movie one time where it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of this locker room, though, and I, that that's why right. you brought this up, and uh, I'm going to skip away from a Kazile and a Mason, and you brought up Chucks. Chucks is somebody I think within the next year or so could shine. Right. Tommy Tommy McCobb is one of the hardest hitting individuals I've been in the ring with in a long time. Yeah, and and that's. Not me trying to make him something he's not. That's legit. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a badass. Um, you have other students that haven't even debuted yet. Mm-hmm. And one of them just came aboard. And I'll say his name now. Like Ruben mm-hmm. is just instant gravitation towards chain. He has an amateur background. Mm-hmm. If he can adapt that quickly to everything in the ring. Mm-hmm. Six months from now, you might see him in a ring, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It could be a year, you know. But it again, it goes back to it's a cool feeling. Also, in our locker room, you have a mixed amount of vets. Yes, like uh, Eric Freedom, mm-hmm. BMI just came back. Mm-hmm. But you, we'll you see. About, we'll, but, we'll see how long that. Well, yeah, you dealt <laughs> with them, but you you think about when they first started mm-hmm. to where they're at. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's again. We've seen young kids become men mm-hmm. and adapt, and they're good at what they do. That's another two more vets. You have people like Paulie Tomaselli. Mm-hmm. Here, there, he's been a heavyweight champion, tag team champion. Mm-hmm. I miss his tag team partner, Hardcore Craig. I really do. Um, <laughs> that yeah. That is an individual who not just in a ring brings it, but he is somebody so personable to help the young people. Right. Uh, Vic Capri, he's been gone. He was there yesterday. Yes. Nobody in that crowd got to see him, but what he did in the back was special. Okay. Um, You have Eric Freedom, my BFF. Like, he is coach to so many people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Styling Shane Eaton. Yes. He, no. he got what he deserved Saturday but well, and Sunday. Yeah, um, well, you know, he got a double whammy yeah, yeah, over yeah. there, you know, and he's he said here on the show that he was a little upset because he's not getting, you know, I booked. Listened. And now he listened. And, and me and Eric listened to everything he had to say Saturday, and we shut him up. Yeah, evidently Eric so. is okay. His shoulder popped up, just okay. so everybody knows. Um, 
You have a styling Shane Eaton, though, who is another vet, can yeah. help the youth. Just like this Jace Cup kid that was with him Saturday night. Right. Whatever. But, <laughs> but in all honesty, like, I say whatever. I hope the kid succeeds. Yeah. I hope everyone that comes through the door and their dream is to be a pro wrestler, they get to live it. They get to do it. And some people will make it and some won't. Right. No. Um, there's a good mixture. Now, I'm going to bring in the other influx. You have a Mateo Valentine who you had on this. Mm -hmm. And I have said it since day one. I met him doing a ring rental for Steve Boz at CSW. Mm -hmm. The kid, your son was with me. Brian Allen was with me. And I believe Meat Hooks. You may have been there. Yeah, I was there for that. Mateo left that show. I had no clue who the kid was. Walked up to me and hugged me and thanked me for putting a ring up. And I went, he walked away. I looked at Chris and I said, who the hell is that? And why did he hug me? (laughs) <laughs> and Chris explained, he's very happy that you guys brought the ring here and we helped them have a ring for a show. Oh, right. he's one of the guys. He's just a student. He hadn't even wrestled for Boz yet. Oh, yeah, okay. That that stayed in my memory. Yeah. Next time we did a ring rental, we had another show a week later, and he said, do you mind if I come and help you? Yeah, yeah come help set up. Come help set up. And I did not. I, I'm not his trainer. Right. So as I said, yeah, come with or come help, it's on his trainer to teach him right. His trainer taught him right because the kid showed up with gear, which ended up, okay, two shows he did ring run or ring setup with us. Right. And tear down. No pay. That's a good person. And he was a genuine person back Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Mateo at, Valentine. No, the no, guy no. with the green yeah, hair. Yeah, no. Right. But wasn't it at Rumpel's? Was that? Yeah. They he were drove Rumpel. all the way out So to, this, this was during yeah. COVID. Right. So we were doing shows in Wisconsin. What, an hour and a half, hour 45 minute yeah. drive. So he's bound and determined. I want to get in this door. He's helping set up. He's helping take down. He's making his way around yeah. with the locker room. And nobody complained about him. Yeah. I'm going to use this kid. Cody James was another one. Yeah. Uh, Big Cody's guy. been busy. Cody's mm-hmm. been busy. That's why he yeah. hasn't been involved. But. Mateo, because he helped set up a ring, opened the door of communication for me and him to where that kid, I didn't train him, but he's my kid. Right. Like, I, I believe anytime I've booked him, mm-hmm. he's gotten better and better. Oh, absolutely. And no, he, he has. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to one more on that, and that's Moondog Murray. Mm-hmm. Moondog learned from Mateo what to do. Yeah. And Moondog, hey, do you mind if I come help set up? This came from Damage Inc. I was renting rings to Damage Inc. Right. The owner of it, Stevie, says, hey, there's this kid, Greg something. He wants to come. He was trained by Rock and Randy. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, well, he's going to be here and he's going to help set up. We don't have to pay him, right? And I'm like, eh, tell him he's going to help set up. Again, trained by Boz. Because he left Rock and Randy and went to Boz. Right. He's there, helped set up the ring. First time I ever met the kid. Yeah. Humble, respectful, proper. We need a guy on that show. We're going to put you on the show, and he did well. He didn't do great, but he did well, and he took critique, right. which made me start using him. He's another one I look at. I didn't train him, but he's my kid. Right. I will help Mateo and Moondog just like if they were my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go into yesterday. They were both headliners of that show. Yeah. Them, Joey Mayberry, like... I know you have other questions, but the group going on in this 
Powell locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to look at Dawn. I'm going to look at my sister, Jenna Monroe, Michelle, Tiny. Everybody has come together. It has all clicked. We've been clicking on all cylinders. We've been firing on all cylinders. Uh, come on. We've been selling out shows. Six our attendance, yeah, our attendance is there. But the attendance is there <clears throat> because COVID's gone. Yeah. I mean, it just went away. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Look at that. But, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, to those affected by COVID, it's not a joke. I mean, I'm not trying to make a joke of it to you. Right. Just my opinion that wrestling should have never stopped. We could have yeah. allowed 50 or 60 people and whatever we had to do. Anyway, like from COVID on, everybody wanted to come back up. Mm. But at the same time, during COVID, I think this little roster got tighter. We mm. became more of a family. Yeah. Meat Hooks opened up his whole backyard to us. To we have to train. train. Yeah. yeah. We trained. That was my first one back. It was hot as hell that day. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. You <laughs> see a person like Tony D'Angelo, and I know he was mentioned on somebody's podcast recently. Might have been here. Might have been another one, but he started here. He uh, did. He was a former tag team champion. He was? Yeah. Another one who was part of the family, and he instantly got it. He wasn't great, but he got it. No. Nah. And because of his amateur background and... He was. He had a body. Yeah, he got. Well, he's a big guy. So, Nick, you're looking suspicious over here. What are we doing? No, I'm fart? Just, no, no, no. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, did you fart? You fart? Uh, no, hey, I, I, fart? I'm, I'm checking. Our, I'm just keeping an eye on our time. Producer, <laughs> I'm the one keeping it long. I knew this That's was going right. to happen because I like to talk. And me and Nick. All right. Well, I tell you what. We'll break the monotony here a little bit. Hey, everybody. This is referee Brian Allen. You're listening to Hillbilly Wreckers podcast. The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is sponsored by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin. Take advantage of the school night special, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza plus a two-liter of soda of your choice for just $18.99. Carry out and delivery only. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Wreckers theme song. (laughs) 